Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton, and today is Friday, May 29th. Thank you for being with me. We begin by remembering our baptism, because as it says in 1 Peter 3, baptism saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray. O Lord, as this morning dawns, I know that much has happened in the night. I think of the many terrible things that I have seen and heard in the news this week, and I know there is much trouble in the world. Sometimes those troubles and the troubles of my own life are overwhelming. Nevertheless, as I arise, I thank you for this new day. I place my troubles and sorrows into your hands, along with the troubles and sorrows of this world. You are God, and you love all of your creation. As I trust in you, all will be well in my soul, and you give me peace, strength, and joy to face this day. And I pray that you would help me to be your representative in this world, a messenger of grace, but also a messenger of truth and justice, to advocate for those who are mistreated and abused. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In our confession of faith today, we go to the best summary of God's law, the Ten Commandments, and we confess them together. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 6. Psalm 6 to the choir master with stringed instruments, according to the Sheminith, which I'm going to pause on that for a moment and just say, we don't know what that means. Uh, a Psalm of David. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. I don't know what life event moved David to write this psalm but there's a feeling of desperation and a tone of pleading in it. 
When he writes that his bones and soul are troubled, that word can also be translated dismayed or even terrified. Something has happened that has shaken David to his core. He believes that he deserves God's anger and wrath, but he pleads for mercy and deliverance. The psalm is called a penitential psalm. There are seven of these penitential psalms, and they're rooted in the anguish people sometimes feel when they're cut to the heart as they are confronted with the wretchedness of their sin. Can you relate? Have you ever been in that place where your sin weighs so heavily upon you that you feel like there must not be any hope? You feel like God has turned against you and he's actively punishing you for what you did? It gnaws away at your mind, your heart, your spirit, and you even feel it in your body. It is a terrible sensation, but it is real. And many Christians across history talk about this dark, awful sensation as if God has removed his love because of their sin. How does one get through such a bleak time? By faith. Even in your despair, throw yourself on the Lord's mercy and grace. Remember his promises, especially his promise that he has made to you in baptism where he gives you forgiveness, salvation, resurrection, the comfort of the Holy Spirit because Jesus died and rose for you, where he places his name on you and claims you as his very own. You get through these bleak times by clinging to verse 9. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. We trust this because he gave his only begotten son to bear your sin. He will not abandon you. As we pray this morning, we pray the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, followed by prayers for those who are sick. And lead us not into temptation. Father in heaven, you tempt no one. Please guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory through Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Father in heaven, we pray for those who are sick. And as we think about the sick, we think very much about the coronavirus that's going through our world, but there are many other illnesses that are are afflicting people. And sometimes those illnesses put them in, in danger of uh, greater impact of, uh, of the COVID-19 virus. And so we ask, Lord, that you would be with the sick and that you would give them healing. Be with those especially who are chronically ill. Meet them in their time and help them to, to bear with that illness and to get the treatments that they need. We pray, Lord, for systems that will help the, the sick, the injured, and the, uh, the hurting to get the help that they need medically and, uh, and in counseling and, and in all these different areas of their lives. We pray for the grieving and for the dying. 
We ask, Lord, that you would watch over uh, those who grieve and sorrow and that you would put faith in their hearts and that you would strengthen the faith of those who, who are dying. And we ask, Lord, that, that you would be their comfort and you would be their peace. And Lord, as we came to that point this week where over 100,000 people have died related to uh, the coronavirus, we ask, Lord, that you would help us to bear with the griefs of those who suffer and those who sorrow at the loss of loved ones. Be with those who are lonely. Be with those who experience injustice. We've seen a couple of terrible examples of this injustice based on race. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring peace to our world and that you would bring culprits to justice and, and, and not just to justice, but that you would also bring them to repentance, that their lives would be transformed and their sins forgiven and that they would live in the mercy of Christ and that they would be changed. And we lift these prayers before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. Amen. God bless your day. I hope it is filled with God's peace as you face all of the, the challenges that today brings to you and, and the joys, that there would be peace upon peace. And at the end of the day, I hope you'll come back and join me for an evening devotion. Thank you for being with me.